Hey mama, welcome back. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different than usual. I don't have, you know, five ways to do this or three reasons why this or whatever. Hopefully um, you will still learn something and be encouraged. Really what I want to share today is just something that has been on my heart and it's it's truly stemming from um, a personal conviction and um, I just believe that it's a word from the Lord in season and so I pray that you are blessed and encouraged from what I have to share today. Hey, sweet mama, welcome to Healthy and Empowered Living. Do you want to consistently make your healthiest choices so you can finally get to a way to love? Do you find yourself up late at night searching recipes for healthier family meals or motivation to work out? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel frustrated that you can't follow through or guilty that it's taking away precious time from your kids again? Hey, I'm Lauren. I too was a mom who wanted to lose weight. I too worried that my health was taking up too much of my time and energy and wished that I could finally let go of the number on the scale and have a healthy relationship with food and exercise. I wanted confidence and freedom to love my body and food and have more energy for the things that really mattered to me. But I kept telling myself that I'd never have the discipline to consistently make healthy choices and that I'd just keep falling off the wagon until I found a little secret that helped me get to and stay at a weight I love. In this podcast, you will find all the motivation and quick tips you need to live healthy consistently through mindful eating, fitness made simple, and mindset transformation so that you will live in true confidence at a weight you love and as the mama God created you to be. So pop in those earbuds, grab your healthy snack, and let's do this. So I say this all the time, but the two biggest things I've experienced and I hear from moms like you about living healthy is that you're too busy or tired. And I've been there. I find myself back in this place sometimes still. I remember shutting off my alarm in the mornings, not wanting to get up because the kids were up half the night. I remember what it felt like to feel like I had to do all these other things for my family rather than whatever, you know, I knew I needed to do for myself. It can be tough to create that time and find the energy to prioritize yourself, to take care of your health, to do the things you know you need to do in order to show up as your best. Because in the nitty gritty of it, it seems impossible, I know. But the truth is that it's possible. But it does take some changes. It takes reevaluating your life. It takes surrendering your time and energy and, and using it differently than maybe you have in the past or using it differently than... Um, You think you're expected to use it. See, your health starts in your mind and your heart first before what you do really changes in a lasting way. Because the truth is, you can do all the right things and not feel healthy. Because it has to start in your heart, in your motivation, in finding your true why. See, just like with our relationships with God, he doesn't police us or require us to do certain things in our relationship with him not since since Jesus at least, <laughs> but he is after our hearts. He longs for us to choose him and to love him, but he's not going to force us. The same goes for our health. If our hearts aren't in it, if our motivation isn't coming from a place deep inside us, then no amount of doing the right things is going to last. No amount of doing the right things will make you feel better, will make you fit in more, You'll always find yourself falling off the wagon, having to start over, looking for an easier way. When you discover that you are ready to lay aside everything that is hindering you from living more in who God created you to be, when you realize that your healthy habits must stem from who you are being rather than what you're doing, 
then you'll discover the truth of a lasting, healthy lifestyle. Proverbs 16.9 says, The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. See, once you've gotten your heart and your mind in the right place, once you're trying to get healthy for the right reasons, A, you'll never lose motivation again, and B, God will guide you through all the ups and downs. He'll reveal his truth to you, and you can live more fully in this new identity that he gives you as a daughter of the king. You never have to fear not doing enough when you rest in his everlasting love that can't be earned or lost. As I was thinking about what to share today, I was reminded of the story of Mark chapter 10 about the rich young ruler. I actually just want to read the passage to you really quick because I think it's powerful when scripture is read aloud. So this is um, Mark chapter 10 verses 17 through 31. And as he was setting out on his journey, he being Jesus, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, all these I have kept from my youth. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You lack one thing. Go, sell all that you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. Disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked around and says, said to his disciples, How difficult it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how difficult it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And they were exceedingly astonished and said to him, then who can be saved? And Jesus looked at them and said, With man it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. Peter began to say to him, See, we have left everything and followed you. And Jesus said, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or, or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecution, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. Now see, Jesus is making a point that those who have wealth or are rich have a more difficult time entering the kingdom or, you know, living fully for God. And I believe because of a heart posture of the love of money, which we're told in First Timothy 6.10 is the root of all sorts of evils. I think that you can extrapolate that Jesus is not just speaking about money in this particular passage, but also about loving anything that you have or that you want more than God. You know, letting anything that you have, including your time and your energy, come before your love of God and your pursuit of a relationship with him. See, when I think about this, I think of many different examples in the Bible where this idea is referenced, you know, the idea of giving your first fruits, your best to the Lord. The fact that we're called to give ourselves as a living sacrifice in service to the kingdom of God. And I think of following Jesus' example of serving rather than being served. All of these things are very contrary to our culture, to what society tells us we need to value. But Jesus is saying when you value the kingdom of God more than anything in the world, you'll have all that you ever wanted and more. So I want to have an honest moment. I kind of said this earlier, but this episode was really birthed from my own conviction 
So I was originally going to title it something like, are you making an idol out of your time and energy? Because I was having these thoughts of how I wanted to spend my time and use my energy. I was thinking about all I wanted to get done in the day. I was thinking about how I didn't want to spend too much time reading the Bible in the mornings because I needed to save time to exercise. Or I didn't have time to stop and play with my kids because I needed to do X, Y, or Z. You know, or maybe maybe this is an example of how something good with the wrong intention can be used for evil. You know, I wanted to eat all the right foods and sleep well because I wanted to have energy for the things that I wanted to do. And I didn't care to ask God what he wanted me to do each day. Ugh, not the heart posture I wanted in my health. And it's definitely not the heart posture I want in my relationship with God either. So some challenging questions to think about and that I've been asking myself lately is, what ways have you been selfish with your time and energy? What ways have you been holding it as an idol rather than fully surrendering it to the Lord? Do you find that a fear of being too tired during the day keeps you from getting up early to spend time with God? Do you find that you lack time because of everything else in your life that you've decided is more important than time with God? Jesus says to seek the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. See, I think, A, you can believe that God will indeed give you the time and energy you need when you come to him with the heart posture of giving your first fruits of of your time and energy to him. And B, when your relationship with God is your top priority, you make the time and you you do what you need to do to have the energy to pursue a deeper relationship with him first. One thing I try to remind myself of in stressful times or where I'm feeling anxious about what all I think I need to get done, and I'm sure I've said it on the podcast before, but that's that I have time for all that God wants me to do today. So surrendering your time and energy fully to God and whatever he is calling you to might mean rearranging your schedule might mean going to bed earlier, watching less TV, putting your kids in less extracurricular activities. It might mean getting your health habits in order so you feel better and and can show up better and, and with more energy in the time that you do have. You know, I'll also mention here that in my experience, I find that struggling with health habits can look and feel like these all-consuming thoughts taking up so much mental energy that you can't focus on what you truly want to focus on, which, you know, might be time with God first. It might also be your family or your ministry or, you know, whatever else. So where are your priorities and your values right now? Where, where is your time and energy really going? And is that in alignment with what God is calling you to do in this season? Are you seeking God's guidance, surrendering to his will in how you use your time and energy? I challenge you today to really think about this and pray and ask God to reveal what areas of your time you might be holding on to or putting something before him. Maybe for you, it's how you spend your time and your energy. Maybe for you, it's something different. Maybe it's that you've been trying to get healthy in your own strength, or keep your health separate from your relationship with God. Remember, God cares about every little thing in your life, and wants to be a part of all of it, because ultimately, everything we have is God's anyways. He calls us to be a good steward, and being a good steward of everything you have is really important. That does go for finances, but it also goes for how you use your time and your energy and how you treat your body and your mind and how you make space for your emotions and things like that. Okay, whew, that was a heavy one. So I want to end today's episode with just a couple scriptures to 
leave you with. So Matthew 6, 33, which I've said a couple times, it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Psalm 37 verse 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. And lastly, Isaiah 26, 3, which is one of my favorite verses. It says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Praying this blesses and encourages you. If it did, would you share it with a friend so they can be blessed and encouraged too? And if you were challenged or learned something, I'd love to hear about it. Would you take a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? Because that's how I know that you like what you're hearing. Also, if you're not already in our Facebook community, Joyful Health for Christian Moms, we'd love to have you. We aren't meant to do life alone, so come find the support and encouragement you need on your journey in healthy and empowered living. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Until next time.